Hello, and welcome back to the Big Book Bounty Hunting Podcast, where we review books we haven't read on a five-star scale by judging their covers, their titles, and their first sentences. My name is Joshua Silalahi, and today we have a pretty substantial agenda, six books, six books to speedrun review. Okay, so something I was thinking about when trying to decide which works to examine was whether there exists a substantial difference between commercial and literary intrigue, which is to say, do books that sell well versus books that win... Uh, You know, prestigious literary awards, do they try to attract readers in different ways, or do they try to attract readers in similar ways? The answer may inform our understanding of the overarching questions of the podcast, those being, what kind of value does literature have in the contemporary moment, and where does that value come from? So for our bounty today, I collected three Pulitzer Prize winners from between 2000 and 2010, and three of Amazon's number one bestsellers from the same time period, to see how they'd match up. If you're unfamiliar with the Pulitzer Prize, All you really need to know is that it's one of the United States' more prestigious book awards. The prize is over 100 years old, it's administered by Columbia University, and less than 1% of total entries receive the prize. 1%. Let's see what that 1% is all about, in comparison to the books that earned the big bucks over at Amazon during the same general time frame. Here we go. Okay, so this first book is called Gilead by Marilyn Robinson, and it won the Pulitzer Prize in 2005. The cover of the book looks sort of like a four-way intersection, uh, but it also looks sort of like the universal Christian cross symbol, which, you know, it's kind of curious. I'm sort of interested. Uh, It has the word Gilead spanning across it. Gilead, let's see what this is about. Let's read the first sentence. I told you last night that I might be gone sometime, and you said, where? And I said, to be with the good Lord, and you said, why? And I said, because I'm old, and you said, I don't think you're old. Not bad at all. I really like that first sentence, actually, and you know what? The cover, it's got some nice muted greens and blues, and Gilead is a pretty fun G word. We'll go with three stars. Okay, so what do we have to compare this to? So this next book was the number one seller on Amazon in 2001, Good to Great, Why Some Companies Make the Leap and Others Don't. Well, the subject matter is obviously taking a pretty big turn here just based on the title. And to be honest, the cover of this one is absolutely abysmal. It's just like fluorescent orange, bright orange. And there's nothing but the word great in size bazillion font across the front. But, uh, Let's just be a little bit more. Let's read the first sentence. Okay, the first sentence. Good is the enemy of great. Okay, so compared to the sort of fun, you know, grammar, literary stuff, you could just sort of, you could even smell in the last first sentence we read. Here, good is the enemy of great. Well, that's about as straightforward as it gets for me. It kind of sounds hackneyed, a little bit self-helpy, which personally I'm not a fan of at all. But I mean, I suppose I, I could see why this would sell well. I mean, there's no mysticism there which can be a plus and while for me i don't think that that's that deep of an idea good is the enemy of great i'm sure there are a lot of people who think that's the most awesome thing ever so i don't know personally i'm going to go with two stars here okay this next one's going to be pretty cool this next book it's called the road by cormac mccarthy just looking at the cover i mean it won the pulitzer prize in 2007 uh and the cover is just this barren pitch black i mean there's literally nothing on it it's just um the guy, the author's name, barely visible in this ghostly, completely unpretentious, just gray font. Um, and the title, it's this like pumpkin orange 
uh, ghastly, just the road. Four words and just straight black background. Very intriguing, very intriguing. The first sentence. When he woke in the woods in the dark and the cold of the night, he'd reach out to touch the child sleeping beside him. Very cool. I like that a lot, actually. I mean, what's going on here? I don't know. Do you know? I don't think you know either. We have to read to find out. Really a big fan of this one. Four stars, four stars. Okay, what do we got from Amazon? Also from 2007, uh, the number one bestseller, a book called The Girl Who Kicked the Hornet's Nest. It's a pretty sick title. Definitely liking that. Uh, The cover, though, I'm not liking as much as The Road. Uh, It's a lot more visually noisy, which isn't necessarily bad. It's just that um, it's got like these hornets and these curious red dots on there. Uh, The art's not that cool, not that that compelling. Uh, Let's just go to the the first sentence, I guess. An estimated 600 women served during the American Civil War. Mm, I don't know. Definitely not the worst, I guess, but... uh, I mean, I'm having a little bit of trouble connecting this to the title. Uh, where, where is the connection there? Well, I mean, that's not necessarily a bad thing. In fact, that's kind of intriguing. It's just that the American Civil War, I don't know if this is what this book is actually going to be about, obviously, because I haven't read it, but um, it's sort of a snoozer concept to start off with. Although women in the American Civil War, I mean, women warriors, that's always, I mean, I think that's a cool subject. So, you know, we'll go with three stars. Not bad, not bad. Okay, so this next prize winner is called uh, Simply march by geraldine brooks it won the prize in 2006 and wow this cover is really just it's pretty beautiful it's this gorgeous scenic natural image with the sun shining the landscape a sunlit green and i can almost feel the breeze smell the earth you know the cover does a pretty good job of being specific about what kind of march we're talking about probably the month probably that you know that kind of season that spring feel but all right let's see this first sentence this is what i write to her the clouds tonight embossed the sky. Pretty, very, very pretty. I mean, there's no pyrotechnics going on here, but it's just nice. I like that. Uh, I'll go with three stars. Not bad at all. Very, very inviting. Okay, let's pick up another Amazon bestseller here. Uh, okay, 2003, The Da Vinci Code by Dan Brown. I feel like I've definitely heard of this, and the title, I cannot lie, that is a cool title, The Da Vinci Code. And this cover has just got Mona Lisa's eyes staring right at me. I mean, if I was in a bookstore, for sure I'd pick this up. This is very, very intriguing. The first sentence, let's see. Renowned curator Jacques Saunier staggered through the vaulted archway of the museum's grand gallery. Thematically, this is pretty tight, very consistent. I'm, I'm for sure intrigued. You know, as, in terms of Amazon's bestsellers, I think this is the one I like the most so far. Four stars, four stars. Okay, so let's wrap this up. Let's remember that because I haven't read any of these books, I obviously don't have any real idea what they're about in terms of genre, but what I do know for certain is that the balance of quality here, at least for these sort of preliminary reading things, you know, the title, the cover, the first sentences, it's a lot less skewed towards one side or the other than I thought it was going to be. I mean, the, the only thing I really vehemently disliked was good to great. But even I can, you know, I can feel my own bias there. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of a literary person, so when I read a, a sentence like, good is the enemy of great, sure, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cringe a little bit, but a lot of people, I'm sure they're going to eat that up. I think our question for the day, you know, does the literary cream of the crop do something different than the, the average commercial bombshell? 
at least from what I could tell, the answer is no, at least for the, the kinds of things that invite a reader in. So it seems like regardless of what your audience is or whether you're quote unquote serious literature or whatever else, you know, you still have to compel a reader. You still have to have a unique title. You still have to have a book cover, you know, that's worth judging. That's something cool. That's something pretty. That's something that people are going to want to pick up. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Big Book Bounty Hunting Podcast. Hopefully today's bounty cut into that reading list of yours, helped you decide whether you wanted to read something or not, or helped you get started on forming a new one. This was Joshua Silalahi. Have a nice day.